Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask them to stop, they'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back for more. Bling, bling, really big ring. Bosky out with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. When I first moved here the advice that someone gave me that i think was very very important was like expect no one to give a fuck about who you are for a whole year Mm -hmm. like a whole year just expect nothing from anyone and no one will talk to you no one because like i I think there's a fact that in la more people move out within the first year than stay like the Mm -hmm. retention rate of new people coming in is very very low Mm -hmm. because like people move in and like you know they expect like you know all this shit and like and then you know it doesn't happen and they get discouraged and they they leave yeah like i also think about like all the people i started with at ucb like out of all the people in my 101 class i'm the only one who probably still does improv yeah same i know for a fact i saw somebody who was in my 101 class monday like they came to herald night mm-hmm. and it's the first time i've seen them since then really yeah and it was weird and it was also not a good show it's weird. It's weird to see people fall off. I don't think it's weird, though, because I think about, like, I mean, like, going back to, like, what we were saying, like, a podcast hitting, right? Like, I think about, like, this is probably, what, my fifth podcast that I've ever done. And, like, at some point, when there is nothing returning to it, or at least it seems like that, you get exhausted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, you're just like, fuck, like, I'm putting in, like, because for me, I mean, my favorite one that I ever did was this podcast called Frenemies. At one point with it, I was the only person producing it, editing it, and to like, you know, have my mom be the only person who listened to it consistently. I was like, fuck, what is this worth? Your mom actually listened? Yeah, she did, and she sent me long notes. Did you curse and stuff on it? Of course. That was always the first note was, why you have to do that, Edgar? Uh, Why don't you curse? Why don't she listen to this then? What's that? (laughs) I don't. I mean, there's two reasons. One, she doesn't have Twitter, and I only talk about this podcast on Twitter. Okay. I don't really promo it on my Facebook. I don't either. And then two, no, no. You wouldn't want to listen to this. Not is at all. this worse than Frenemies? One hundred percent. In what I, ways? Because this is me speaking honestly from at least, I mean, a heightened perspective of myself, but still more myself versus Frenemies was like straight up characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could at least be like, oh, it's a character, it's comedy, it's a joke. If there's any episode that you, because I, I equate your mom to, like, my grandmother, where mm-hmm. I wouldn't want her to listen to a single episode. Mm-hmm. If there is any episode of this show that you would have that person in your family, in your mm-hmm. case, your mom listened to, what do you, which one would it be? Do you Probably remember? the uh, Black Love episode with Matthew. With Matthew? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think? So you're ashamed of Jakees? Yeah, I wouldn't want her to hear Jakeese's voice. Uh, that makes sense. That's just what I picked up. No, that is, you're exactly right. Any episode of Jakeese my mom wouldn't listen to. I believe it. I believe it. As soon as I say noodle, she would be out. Yeah, she'd be gone. Uh, uh, no, probably that episode. Is is your family not religious? They're very religious. So you would have them listen to the episode to hopefully also teach them something, too. I don't, I mean, not in the hopes of teaching them something. I just, I just think it would challenge my mom in a way where she hasn't been challenged before. Right. Again, I mean, I don't care about teaching or anything. Okay. So, because here's what I meant by that question. Like, is there an episode that she could listen to where she'll come back to you and say, like, have no, well, she'll probably have notes regardless, but mm. have no notes as far as, like, the content of the episode? No. There's okay. no episode of this podcast. What about that. the dating one, just in general, the one we did with, um... You should go back and listen to that episode and hear some of your jokes. <laughs> You you made jokes too. I mean, you should go back and listen to some of your. <laughs> I think they were great. <laughs> Nick is shaking his head. Were, I didn't say they were bad jokes. <laughs> Mom, I was just saying we're wrong. I wasn't oh. saying that they were oh. bad jokes. No, I know what you mean. They just probably would burn her ears. Yeah, absolutely, they would offend the shit out of her. What about you? What, what episode? Well, I guess with your mom. My mom doesn't care. Yeah, it's my grandmother. Your grandmother. First, uh, how would you explain to her what a podcast is? And then to she knows uh, what it is. She knows what I do. I just on don't. demand radio. Ugh, yuck. That is what I yuck. say to all the people. Never say that again. That's what I, I was. I just I was say at... it's like talk radio. I just say it's like talk radio. Mm. Have you ever had that conversation with somebody where they're like, "Podcast? 
how do I listen to a podcast? Yeah, and every Uber driver. And I'm like, do you have an iPhone? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you have it. And then you look at them and they're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Every conversation yeah. ever about my job. Sorry. No, that's, I agree. I think the one with, uh, I think the one that we did, the first one we did with RJ. First one with RJ? Yeah. Because we didn't really get too crazy offensive on that one. I mean, how does your, how does your grandma feel about drugs? Uh, whatever. She would whatever. She wouldn't like me to do it, but mm. she wouldn't be. She wouldn't tell me I was going to. My grandma used to smoke weed all the time until okay. she got well, saved. That's fair. And my grandma, my gra- She would just hope for RJ to be saved. Yeah, she wouldn't care about. Yeah, she wouldn't care about him smoking weed though. That wouldn't offend her to the point where she was like, "You're going to hell." Mm-hmm. Because my grandmother is a reformed Christian. She isn't like a born in Christian. But you are certain that. Most of these episodes, she would think that you were going to hell for them. Uh, most of these episodes, she wouldn't want to listen to. <laughs> I, I don't think know if she, your grandma she would heard pray, you say, she would pray me. She would she would be like, "You ain't going to hell because I'm praying for you." Yeah, she. But she would be she would pray harder. If your grandma ever heard you say, "Blow my noodle back," I think her heart would stop. <laughs> my grandma almost walked in on me. When getting that, your noodle, getting your noodle blown back. Yeah, have I not told this story before? I think you have. Yeah, you definitely have. And yeah. we don't need to hear it again. <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna tell it all in detail, more detail. No, I won't. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it was. Yeah. You. The, this is what's interesting to me about that story is every time you tell it, you have this like smile on your face, like you're remembering a good old time. Like you remember, it was a good session, man. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but yeah, man. Ah, I, the I good think, old times. I think for anyone who's trying like a new endeavor, yeah, who's trying anything, I would say give it one whole year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got some pretty dope ass fans on this podcast. I wonder, do you? Are you guys like telling other people to listen to it, or? Forcing somebody to listen to, like, yo, listen to this podcast. Is that something you do with podcasts? For me, personally, yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, I do. Because I do that with all forms of media. But, like, I don't know. Because there's some things that I truly like enjoying by myself, like music specifically. Yeah. And podcasts fit into that range where, like, there's something that I, I mean, they're, so, they're such a solo medium, like, in and of itself. Like, a TV show, you can invite somebody to sit down and watch that TV show with you. But podcasts, to me are such a me-by-myself medium that I don't know if I would, if I share them as much, really. Especially, like, when I listen to them, I'm usually by myself alone. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Do, but do you po- tell people to listen to your podcast? No, not at all, Sophie. I tell people. I In, prom- like, polite conversation, you mean? You're like, hey, how are you? And you're like, Culture Kings podcast? Mm-hmm. That's how I start all my conversations. That's fair. Um... Yeah, do no. You t- do you tell, tell somebody. Do you tell people to listen to Culture Kings? I do. If if the if the subject comes up, I don't lead with it. Uh, if the subject comes up, like, oh, what do you do? And I'll tell people what mm-hmm. I do. This obviously is a part of what I do. And they're like, oh, that's cool. It that they always seem everybody I know always seems to be more interested in that than anything else. Than acting. Yeah. Oh, it's because anyone can do that. So, and then it's like, holy shit, you 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 have a podcast? That's Anybody crazy. can do that. That's what's insane, <laughs> though, is that I, again, agree that if I wanted to go and become a serious actor, I'd probably get more success that's, than being a podcaster. That's very blasphemous <laughs> and disrespectful to the craft. I'm willing acting. to bet that I can win an Oscar faster than this podcast could be the number one downloaded podcast ever. Well, I mean. Hop to it, then. All right, I'm on it. <laughs> well, first of all, that's not first true. First of all, fuck off. Because <laughs> if you were on your way to winning an Oscar, you would get an audience that would just listen to the podcast, and then we would get downloads just off of that. Catch twenty two. Unless friend. you just got cast in a random, unless you Jennifer Lawrence did, and like the first movie you came out with, what you got nominated? Don't disrespect that young girl's work. I'm not. I'm saying like unless you just unless you didn't build a career to an Oscar, mm-hmm. you started a career with an Oscar nomination. 
That's what I mean. She started her career with an Oscar nomination. And then followed with up Winter with Winterbone. Yeah, and, and then, then followed up with Hunger Games. Yeah, and then X Men and all the like that. Getting that was her first big movie, mm-hmm. and she got an Oscar nom, no, and no, her career like took off. And then she won like three movies later. I remember yeah. she wore a Calvin Klein dress. She looked amazing. Sorry. Now she be looking extra as hell when she goes to the Oscars. Now she's like, like bitch, I'm here. Dresses. Bitch, I'm here. I'm here for it. Uh, has anybody seen Red Sparrow? I have started that movie on four different planes. Not good. It's not that it's not good. I just fell asleep Volkswagen, on a plane. Volkswagen keeps calling me. You guys. Also, what's that smell? Y'all smell? Yeah, that? I was wondering that too. Is somebody cooking, Nick? How was Nia? Got no. it. Gotcha. I was like, it really it just smells. It smells like a good ass grilled cheese. I can't have it. I can't have it either. I can't have it either. Nick, you are disrespecting our nostrils right now with that good ass food you eating. No, it's Anna. Oh, it's Anna. Oh, I thought you said this. I did it. Even more so. Even more disrespectful. Why? Even more disrespectful. Because it was her. Is that what you wanted me <laughs> what to you say? Eating at? What you eating, Anna? Anna, what you eating? I'm just making an omelet. Uh, I can have an omelet. I can have an we omelet. Can have omelet. Yeah. How come you ain't omelet? It got cheese in it? Yeah. You're I out, Jagoose. I'm out. <laughs> I'm still in. I'm also still in. I'm out. Uh, These like, diets are driving me fucking crazy, dude. I can't do it. I'm so great. Yes, you can, man. I had a so salad great. at Subway today. And Discipline. It was disgusting. Discipline. I went out to eat with my cousins today. That was so sad. It was disgusting. I and we went to pain. Tender Greens, man. We went. They was like, where you want to go? I was like, so here's what's up. I'm on a super restrictive food plan right now. Mm-hmm. We can either go to a healthy place where I can eat, or I'll eat before and just meet you guys somewhere and hang out. Where'd you guys go? Tender Greens? Tender Greens. What'd you get at Tender Greens? Backyard steak. Mm. The, the backyard marinated steak with roasted potatoes and cauliflower. Ugh, that sounds so good, but no potatoes for your boy. See, um, see, you can have the cheese, which means, but you can have the mashed potato. Oh, I, you can't do I mashed, can't do mashed potatoes either. I could do the collard greens though, and the steak. Guys, when we come to Chicago, we are gonna look so damn good. I hope so. November 29th, I leave. nine p.m. Mm-hmm. Tickets are on sale today. Yeah, I leaned over and felt my stomach fold, and I cried. I've been, I've been feeling that for a few years, man. <laughs> I cried for a solid minute. Welcome, it's okay. Welcome to adulthood. Mm. It's okay. That metabolism is starting to catch that, up with that you. Metabolism, that metabolism broke his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> it's been walking different ever since. <laughs> See? See? That's what happens, man. Oh, man. We're going to be looking fit. Of course. Damn. People are going to be like, mm, look at them culture kings. Got that gym membership. And then we're going to be like, ah, we can't do anything. We are in committed relationships. Okay, Jaquise, that. <laughs> <laughs> Only your, I don't know if you think that they're going to be like, here's what I, here's what's going to happen at that podcast festival. And I want you to know this. It ain't going to be no hot babes walking up to you. It's going to be Dudes. white men in their late 40s being like, <laughs> being like, wow. I haven't heard anything like this my entire... You really opened my eyes. Oh, I didn't want to mock them so <laughs> Sorry. But... I'm allowed. <laughs> I think that in Chicago, we're going to get a pretty dope, diverse-ass audience. I think we'll get a diverse-ass audience. I just don't think it's going to be hot babes. I there mean... Will, there will not be hot I mean, babes. you just said <laughs> that nobody who listens to our podcast is hot. I mean, that's all that's I just heard. That's not what I said. That's all I just heard, man. That's not what I said. I think that hot babes have better things to do on a Friday night I think they'll be than hot. go They're... watch a podcast live. I don't think they'll be hot. It's a Thursday. Um, Worse. <laughs> I don't think they'll be hot babes. There might be hot bobs that are like, you open my eyes to this. Hot who? Hot bobs? Yeah. Old, is old, that what you call yeah. old white men? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like old white men, Sophie? Is that your type? My dog is named after Anderson Cooper. Ugh. Is he old? Anderson Cooper's old. Yeah, Anderson Cooper like 50-something. Oh, for real? Yeah. That make it look good for his age. Yeah, I guess he's the literal That's definition of a hot daddy. bob. daddy. Sorry. Well, He's Let's see. not available for you, Sophie. I'm very aware. Uh, a he's 51. Jesus, that is a good. Let's let's go right now. Good looking old men. Hit me. Good looking old man. Good looking old men. I would put Denzel in that, but he's starting to go to the old. He's starting to go to the old side. Like not good looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Denzel is starting to cross good. over. Nah, he still look good. Denzel's starting to cross over, man. You know who's an old man that I think still gets play? Who? Danny Glover. And it's not his, his looks. Old it's not his looks. I think it's his swagger, bro. The he's man so has, old. but he's so smooth. Uh, even in that movie, uh, uh, Sorry, Sorry to Bother you. you, I was like, man, this man could probably still slay. Oh, <laughs> if he can still get with the blue pills, he's probably still slaying. 
You man, you know that nigga ain't had a natural erection. He ain't using blue pills. He's using forhims.com. <laughs> yes, he's getting his sexual wellness from for hims. Rob Lo- is Rob Lowe old. Rob Lowe is Rob Lowe's ugly. Right, well, let's let's. No, I don't like his face. I'm sorry. You're ridiculous. Oh, first, first before I get my answer. Mm-hmm. Who let's, is? What's the definition of? Is it over fifty? Because we're about to have some people coming at us. Like, all right, let's do over fifty. Over fifty. Over okay. fifty. Rob Are Lowe you okay with defi- that, Nick? God damn, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> Nick, are you okay with over fifty? Yeah. Don't answer don't that, Nick. <laughs> Nick, we love you. I'm cutting off the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna let's... make it permanent. <laughs> mine, mine is. Rob Lowe is uh, fifty-six. He's and definitely 54. a hot old man. He's yeah. definitely not attractive. That's I ridiculous. Mean, that's, he right, looks sorry. like he's in his thirties. He, he's not my type. I got one. I got you one. Hit me, John Stamos. No. Yes. What? Yes. What is with these weird, coiffed-haired, pretty boy looks? I see your. You literally just called see, him pretty yeah, boy. It's a, st- but he's not. Ugh. You know who's joining this club? And he's Ooh. throwing a very private birthday party. Who? Will Smith, is he not? Will Smith is about to turn 50. Yeah, he, he, that shit, he's inviting me to this party on Facebook. Every he's invited. Day. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> low key would love to fucking go. Uh, it's going to be no. <laughs> John Stamos is 50, uh, 55. Idris is in his 50s? I don't know. How Idris Elba. I, yeah, he's I in don't his think 50s. he is. I no. don't think he is. I think he's in his 40s. All right. Let's see. Idris. No. I believe it because Chadwick Boseman is in his 40s. Yeah, dude. He's 45. Idris Elba? Yeah. So he's not in the group. He's okay. not in the group. But George Clooney, though, his face. See, I've never been on George Clooney, happy. man. His yeah. face makes me happy. Yeah, man. George Clooney got a butt face, man. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm, about, I'm, I'm so upset. What about D.L. Hughley? That's, he takes care of himself. He looks good. D.L. Hughley takes care of himself. I don't like How old is D.L.? D.L. Hughley is definitely in his 50s. That's a man who, like, you look at him, you say, this man takes care of himself, and he cares about how Sm- he looks. If Will Smith about to turn 50, D.O. Healy is definitely in his He's 55. 50s. He's 55. Mm. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is always, like, te- You let kept... Eddie Murphy take you to dinner? Uh, No. But I, I can I see him be. I can see. He's he's not. He's an attractive. Eddie Murphy's 60-something. And he's a charming. He still looks yeah, pretty dude. fit. No, Ed, you're right. Eddie Murphy is Eddie Murphy is in his sixties. I'm. I'd let I, Eddie take me to dinner. I you may, let's see. Yeah, yeah Eddie look, Murphy was born in 1961, so he is what is that? Uh, 57. He almost yeah, dude. You look. let him take you to dinner. Yeah, no, I said he could take me to dinner. You I think Jamie Foxx is 50. I Jamie Foxx. I think he is. Yeah, wow. I think Jamie Foxx is also 50. Jamie Foxx. Can I add one to the list? Oh. Sure. He is 50. He's okay. exactly 50. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. Mm. Yeah. 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 I see that. That's a good one. I see he's that. A, That's a good one. Very handsome, and he. I think he's like 54. You know who I think is disrespected a lot, and I think he's still a very good-looking man, and he is a stereotype of a silver socks that is always in a movie with a girl that's way too young for him. <laughs> John Slattery. Who is that? From Mad Men. Mm. That's a good-looking man. Yeah, John Hamm. John Hamm is buffy. John Hamm is not in fifty. Is not fifty. I John you Hamm sure? is for sure at fifty. What? <laughs> yeah, that's sure? a good looking man. John Hamm is pr- no, he's not. He's forty seven. Thank you. Okay, I was like, but this it, man is. I mean, he knocking on that door. <laughs> that's because he has puffy former alcoholic face. Come on, he's uh, a good looking John man. Slattery. That's a good looking see. dude. Let me see. <laughs> that's a good looking dude. I don't know. That's a good. I mean, he dude. got not when you compare him to Anderson Cooper. Of course not. He's, All right, he's a I'll poor man, Anderson Cooper. I'll give you one. I also really dig Chris Cuomo from CNN. Jesus Christ! I watch Stop him, watching the news. I watch him every night. Don't even. Why did you say it like that? You rolled your eyes I back and you him. said, "I watch him every I night." Do. That's completely. Disturbing. I record his show every day. I'll give Magic you one. Magic talk to me more about masturbating. But Sophie, that was disgusting. What you just <laughs> said. <laughs> I'll give you one for somebody who is seventy years old exactly. And you would you take, let him take you to dinner? Oh yeah, Ted Danson. You I know what? You're right. Ted Danson. Ted Danson is. He still looks. He he looks like he's in his forties. And I'd pick up the check. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Chris Rock? Chris Rock is in his fifties. Because he's he's very uh, handsome. You don't think? Yes, he is. He's very. No, handsome. I didn't say he's not in his fifties. Oh, I just okay. said, nah, I wouldn't let him take me to dinner. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh, <laughs> not it's, Chris Rock. It's it's 
it's truly his personality to me. Seems more like a best friend than a date. Remember, have you seen his new stand-up special when he's talking about how Rihanna, tambourine, Rihanna looked at him like a dad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit had me dying. That's nice, true. He is a dad. He's old enough to be our dad. Uh, you know somebody who's always kind of kept himself up, mm. but especially when he's fit, because he always he's mm. also let himself blow out a little bit. Damon Wayans. You see, I was thinking about Damon Wayans. His 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 name did come to my mind, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. His role in Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. makes him look so not sexy. Like it Does makes him it? look so goofy and stuff. Where I'm just like, nah, I don't see it, bro. All right, Richard Gere. No, no, man. come on, oh, no. Richard Gere been ugly. Richard Gere been ugly, man. Richard, Gere, I, Richard Gere was ugly in Pretty Woman. Yeah, the only girl fucking woman was a prostitute. Right. <laughs> I, I never, I, I never got the boy. appeal to Richard Gere. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I've Did never... he put a, a gerbil in his butt? Is that right? In that movie? No, that's no. just a very popular urban myth. I, Google it. I don't. Richard Gere gerbil. See what happens. While y'all thinking about that, if you need a moment, let's go to break so you can have a moment. And when we come back, we'll continue this conversation. We'll be back. We're back from break. Yeah. Let's get into some shit. Let's get into some Let's shit. Let's get into some shit. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but a podcast takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And Chakis and I, we do a good part of it. But behind the scenes are some very, very dope, dope people. You got Sophie. Super producer. My last name will be bleeped. You got, at this point, I don't think it matters. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows. Everyone knows your last name. We got Dan, super editor. Yeah, I just want to make sure that we shout out the beautiful, mm-hmm. sexy person behind this podcast. Yep. All right. I think that so many times, credit goes to the wrong person. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. What has an Anderson Cooper done? What has Anderson Cooper done? Do you know why my dog is named after him? I, I know. I'm joking. These are the jokes, guys. Do you, why? Know, do you know why my dog? So he's done a couple different segments for 60 Minutes where he's talking about the intelligence of dogs. And oh. he also kind of looks like Snoopy. So <sighs> that cut that. <laughs> Cut that part out. There's an actual reason for oh, my dog, my dog daughter, to be named dog. after Anderson. Uh, all right. Speaking of things that people, uh, speaking of things that people uh, care less about than dogs, um, black people. There's a big situation going on in Chicago right now, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to say, for me personally, I do appreciate when fans reach out to me with stories and stuff like that. Uh, I think at times why some of those stories get lost might be the medium that you're sending us to them in. For example, if you tag a story on Twitter, that gets lost for me. Personally, one, Twitter notifications have been fucked recently mm-hmm. where they're like deleting notifications and you're losing them. Like, I'll see something. I was like, oh, this was three weeks ago. I didn't even see this shit. And then two, I'm just doing too much stupid shit on Twitter to like pay attention. Yeah. Uh, but Instagram for me usually works as a... Uh, a place where I can see a story a lot easier because mm. the messages are always there and stuff like that. Right. And I want to shout out Rihanna. I'll just call her Rihanna. I want to shout out. Shout out Rihanna. <laughs> not that Rihanna, but she sent me a story of something that I wasn't aware about. And Jason, I just read up on it a little bit. And it was a situation of a young man in Chicago who was gunned down by the police I hope I'm saying his name right. Laquan McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, he was shot 16 times by a police officer. And the reason why this case is blowing up now, even though it happened in 2014, was because apparently Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel tried to bury this so that no one could find it. And then someone in the news got hold of this video mm-hmm. and released it. And now everyone's up in arms about this shit. And he's about to go to trial, too. Uh, the police officer, yes. Yeah, and this police officer, does he have a name? I can't remember what his name was. I mean, he definitely has a name. Well, I mean, do we know it? Yes, his name is Jason Van Dyke. So Jason Van Dyke is, I think you told me, he's up for over 16 counts? Yes, he's up for six counts of first-degree murder, mm-hmm. one charge of official misconduct, and 16 separate counts of aggravated b- battery, and that's one count for each shot fired. 16 shots. He's fired at the man six. If you watch the video, it's truly disturbing. Laquan is walking up to the police officers. You can't really hear any audio, but his hands are out of his pockets. Uh, he's just walking at a very slow pace, I might add. And then he's shot down. 
16 times. He's, I mean, the officer definitely fired 16 times. Here's, uh, did he have 16 shots? I thought he had 16 shots. Let me see. There's a picture Here's the thing, of his man. body. Here's the thing. At, at a certain point, like, there are things that are just common sense that you can't say is anything else but something. Mm. If I shoot you two times and you're dead, I don't need to shoot you 14 more times. No. No. I don't need to shoot you 16 times. That doesn't, that is anger and rage. <laughs> that's not safety and protection and serving. That is, or that is, that's not defense. That's six, 16 times, dude. So he might have shot more than 16 times. Cause I think you are correct, Jaquise, that we only know of. There's 16 wounds in his 16 body. 16 wounds, dude. So he shot that many times at one person. Yes. One person. Yes. 17 years old. That is, I mean, that is, that is like you shooting a basketball shot, and I block your shot, and I still jump up and swipe 15 more times. Yeah, well, What's the fucking point of me continuing to try to block your shot when it's already blocked? I tell you this, Jaquez, with all respect towards you, uh, you'd be exhausted for the rest of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. I would be exhausted. But at that point, I'm just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just crazy at that point. Absolutely. I, I, I just, uh, well, this can't be anything else but this dude hated the person he was shooting. Like some deep rooted shit. I, I, you know, you see memes all the time and shit like that with cops. And a lot of times I take a lot of memes that a lot of progressives and liberals post with a grain of salt because a lot of times they're swayed to counter with the point that you're trying to make. Mm-hmm. Or not that, but a lot of times you have to go deeper to get the facts. The, yeah. the Or to get, like, the one where it says, and this is a true fact, but, you know, there's been this many mass murders in this country, this many mass murders in this country, this many mass murders. A lot of those are true, uh, but there are some of them that aren't. But there's one meme that is going around that shows how long you have to be trained as a police officer in other countries versus how long before you can get a badge and a gun here in America. And I I don't know if this is true. So if there are any police officers who are out there who listen to it or you got people in your family, I think the number was 21 weeks in America versus other countries where it's years, like two to three to four years of training before you are considered an official police officer of that country. It's only 21 weeks. I want to 100% say that that could not be true. 100%. But it's not that much longer. If it if it's not twenty one weeks, it's not that much longer. We ain't talking mm-hmm. two three years. Mm-hmm. Nope, you're one hundred percent right. It says it's a lander twenty averaged about twenty one weeks. That's insane. Eight hundred and forty hours. That's insane. Mm. Twenty one weeks. It takes longer to get on a house team at UCB. It does. <laughs> it does. You get four classes. That's eight weeks each. CNN posted an article in twenty sixteen. States require more training time to become a barber than a police officer. It is. Insane. I look, cops have a hard job, man. I think I don't want this to be like we're bashing all cops and we don't understand how hard it is, but I'm sorry if you are a police officer, you were not trained properly. Yeah. Period. Uh-huh. Period. I, I, I can't see how you were trained in twenty one weeks to hold a gun and be put in situations where you have to make quick decisions to shoot somebody more than sixteen times that that's that's an institutional fail. Well, and that's why I think to me the most shocking thing about this story is the system. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, not, I mean, of course, like my heart goes out to the McDonald family. Of and, course. Uh, like, again, this is a pain that is being reopened for them, uh, having happened four years ago, come mm-hmm. October. Uh, but what I truly find fascinating about this is Rob Emanuel's act to suppress this information. It's very Rob Emanuel is. Not a Republican. No. Rob Emanuel is not some deep South conservative. In fact, Rob Emanuel, I'm pretty sure, used to be he was chief, chief of, of staff, staff for, Barack, for Obama. Barack fucking Obama. Yeah. That's as liberal as it comes to me. Yeah. Like a lot of it too is the Chicago politics, man. Blue. Chicago politics are very corrupt, especially that mayor's office. That, mayor, that mayor's office in Chicago was ran by that Daily Machine for decades, decades, and the Daily Machine was. As corrupt as you could possibly fucking get. And it is in that, and it is still, I mean, they go, everybody go read the history of Harold Washington, which was 
if I'm not mistaken, the first black mayor of Chicago. And he was in between the Daily Machine. What can you define the Daily Machine for people who don't? The know Richard what Richard about? Daly, Richard Daly Jr. and Senior were have been the mayors of Chicago for fifty plus years, mm-hmm. um, and they ran that like mobsters, mm-hmm. especially Senior. Uh, and Junior, you know, wasn't seen as bad, but Junior did some fucked up shit. Where Junior closed the airport in Chicago overnight. Nobody knew that shit was closing. He closed it. He sold it off for millions of dollars overnight. Uh, that's the type of corruption that, like, was especially like money and shit like that. So for Rahm Emanuel, there was this hope that he was going to come in and like change it up and kind of be like that Harold Washington type mayor before Harold Washington was murdered. Uh, a lot of people say. He wasn't officially murdered, but a lot of people think he got poisoned uh, by the Daily Machine, which wow. is crazy. It's so sad. He's not running for re-election. That just was announced yesterday, uh, Rahm Emanuel. Uh, but he's fucked the city. Yeah, no, 100%. He's uh, fucked the city. And again, like I said, what I find is the most uh, spectacular part about it is the system. And to me, I find myself questioning at times, is, is that something that's repairable? Is that something that can be changed? Is that something that can be fixed? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I hope that voting is a way to do that. But when I see a Democratic official, uh, and I guess you could argue that, you know, Rahm Emanuel wasn't like far left. Like he was probably more center in certain politics. I mean, especially being a part of Obama's crew, uh, which was a very centrist uh, uh, crew, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um it just makes me wonder, like, truly, what are the options? You know, what are the options? And I and I hear the um, the anarchists in the world saying, well, it's dismantling the system and stuff like that. But I don't know if it's that simple because so many people live off of that system. And so many people, like, you know, need the kind of safety guards that our country has, although not they're not perfect, but. I don't know, man. This shit truly depresses me because I'm just like, I don't know what the solution is if the people who are supposed to be helping in these situations are the very people who are protecting the oppressors. Yeah. It just uh, it bums me out. Bums me out, dude. Bums me out. So I go on Twitter and I make jokes about Sprite. Sprite mm. that you're not drinking anymore. I can't. Mm-hmm. Because I'm dying. Mm. I just found this out. That <laughs> so when Harold Washington died, the mayor I was just talking about, he died pretty close to re-election apparently. Mm-hmm. And his opponent in his nineteen eighty three general election for mayor died eighteen days later. Oh my god! <laughs> so they killed both of their asses. I mean, uh, allegedly, allegedly, geez. yeah. But I don't want the syndicate coming after us. Mm-hmm. So weird. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's it's sad, man. And listen, I strongly rebuke this notion that Chicago is like this dangerous ass place uh, that you can't even walk outside in. And well, what about the gun violence in Chicago and Chirac and all that? Like, you look, you know, I'm not naive. There is a violence problem in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish that the murder rate and the murder count in Chicago would go down. But, yeah, man, uh, this is so sad coming from, like, my home city. Yeah. Uh, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. And buried. This is a major city, dude. Out of, all city. These, out of all these police shootings, none of them come from major cities. Right? Right. They all come from they'll come from major states, but they don't come from major cities. There, the it's shootings? not been it's not been in New York or L.A. or or like the police shootings. I guess for shootings, I mean, I don't know if I agree with that. I think Amadou Diallo was like a very say, big no, one no. in New York City in okay. the nineties. No, I, I mean, I mean, recent. Not I, I know like the hit, but I mean, like in the past, like. Since this has been an issue that has been on the forefront of our minds, I, I think some the of past. them do still come from major cities. Dude, I wouldn't Garner say wasn't a shooting, but he was uh, that's New York too. Was it okay? Yeah, I wouldn't say that they don't come from major cities. Okay, uh, but 2014, this this we shouldn't be just. I I read about this and I knew about it, but not to the point where I could remember it until you just showed me this article right yeah. now. 
Well, because there's so many of them that you just like. They blend in. They blend in, which I guess like is kind of the part. I mean, the point in you know how the machine pumps it out is like they're just like, oh, at some point they like, they'll just not care. Yeah. Which, you know, to a lot of people is true. Uh, that new that new uh, news cycle comes in and a lot of shit that was a news cycle last week goes away, which is unfortunate. But yeah. It's the this society is one, we live in right now. And I think the hope that Rihanna had is in us talking about it. And again, like, you know, we're not asking for anyone to pick up pitchforks or anything like that. But it's that it becomes a part of the conversation and that this case doesn't get buried in, like, you know, all the fucking Trump riffraff and who uh, Ariana Grande is fucking. It's like there's still a... A conversation around a tragic story as Lacan McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sophie just showed me uh, the map of police shootings since Ferguson. Mm-hmm. This is as of May 2017. Yeah. It's like, what was it, 2,900? And then like little dots all over the map, and it literally takes up the entire map. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, it looks like one of those cell phone coverage maps oh, yeah. where they show you what, how, where your <laughs> cell phone is. Not T-Mobile's, because T-Mobile's coverage is ass. Damn. T-Mobile, for those who want ass coverage. Well, I wish T-Mobile's nationwide coverage map looked like the shooting map, and the shooting map looked like T-Mobile's. Damn, look at Florida. I mean, that is not Yo, me. <laughs> you know what that little spot is, though, where no shootings? Where? Orlando. No. no. Look at it. I don't think that's true. Look that's at it. literally not true. I don't know if that's true, because literally there was a shooting when I was there last Orlando. week. Orlando. <laughs> there are shootings in Orlando. <laughs> Jaquise trying to... I'm Jaquise telling you, Jaquise, trying to Orlando Disney is the World. most trash part of Florida. When that's I was not, there... Oh, that's there not was true. There was a... Yes, it is. <laughs> Northern Florida... Look, okay, of course, <laughs> but Orlando, there was a, there was a drive-by shooting when I was there, and uh, it was because this nigga was mad at a critic who wrote a negative review of his dad's restaurant, <laughs> so he did a drive-by shooting on this lady's house. That sucks. Orlando. Orlando. Hey, listen, y'all, y'all watch your mouths. Why does he? I don't. <laughs> I don't understand why you. It's not even that. It's not even really in Yo, Orlando. Pick your, pick your battles, though. Guys, again, these are the jokes. They're not <laughs> jokes, Shakees. I think you jokes. really like the city of Orlando. I do too. I think he stands for. Orlando. That's why you have it tatted on your right titty. I mean, y'all wasn't supposed to see that. It, well, you took off your shirt the other day, and I saw it. Well, I mean, listen. What I've decided to put on my body is my choice. All right. My decision. Okay. And it should saying, not be judged. I think he just pulled up my body, my choice. He did. It's my body, my choice, guys. If I'm on Orlando on the left heart tit, then it's going to be there. Sophie, I don't know why you're surprised by this. Jaquees is very well known as a feminist scholar. Mm. <laughs> Jaquees has written a lot of the feminist mm. rhetoric that has been used in the last five years. I mean, that's why I'm here, guys. Yeah. What, what, is it, what, what are some of the famous catchphrases that you've come up with? <laughs> Uh, you know, time's up. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I mean, you know, who was the first person to ever say that? I think it was you, Jaquise. I think you are a very famous you know? feminist critic. And listen. And not a criticism of feminism. I mean, a critic who is indeed <laughs> feminist. Jaquise is one of the great feminist scholars. When the historians look back in time. Yeah, and they say, "Who are we gonna look?" They're gonna say Roxanne Gay. They're gonna say (laughs) Bell Hooks, and they're gonna say Jaquise Neal. You don't agree with Roxanne Gay? No, of course I I do. Roxanne Gay is great. You don't agree with Bell Hooks? I agree with Bell Hooks. And you don't agree with Jaquise Neal? Nah. Wow. Wow. Talk about intersectionality. Again, another term coined by Jaquise Neal. I mean, I first said it in 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 1992. 
Well, we I were talking about feminism. intersectionality. I hate fake feminists. Uh, which is different. Now we were talking about intersectionality. I mean, if anyone could tell us, it's you, Jakey. <laughs> which, yes. I hate this bit. I hate this bit so much. Uh, the intersectionality of the world, mm-hmm. which is all of us together. All of us together. That was me. Well, Jaquise, I'm, I look forward to uh, reading your book and uh, going to go see your TED Talk. I don't do TED Talks. Why? Because it's named after a man. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back on Culture Kings <laughs> right after a break. <laughs> Back, we're back. <laughs> All right, let me ask you this for real, though. The real yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If you met a white guy, y'all yes. are chilling, yes. and this white man and in the conversation was like, you know, well, as an African American scholar, how would you feel? Wait a minute. This, this white, white man, man came said, up and said, like, as an like, African American scholar. And he said, as an African American scholar. Are you talking like the, uh, the Juneteenth episode of Atlanta? That yeah. guy. That, yeah. That's exactly I would, what I pictured. I would. Uh, would you say anything to him? Would you ask him? Or would you... I would ask him. You know the funny thing about that, though. Here's the funny thing about that. Hmm. Cause I would just, I, it would be, I would, I would definitely take pause, mm-hmm. but he would probably know more about African American history than I would. That's what I'm saying. What if he really, uh, what, if, what if he like, really did the work? Like this nigga has like dissertation yeah. on top of dissertation. Yeah. Like, so at a certain point, I'm just like, all right, like what you mean? What you mean? You you'd ask him what you mean? What you mean by African American well, well, scholar? Well, uh, I received my doctorate from Harvard in African American mm-hmm. studies. Uh, I mm-hmm. recently just finished a book about uh, African American relations, specifically in the year 1960s. That's my specialty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking a lot at the cross sections between the civil rights movement mm-hmm. and student activist movements and how popular ca- culture was affected by them. I'm more interested in how. African-American culture has been portrayed in the media, but specifically in the 1960s. Okay. All right. I would listen to all that, and I would ask him one question. What is it? One question. Do you think you know more about being black than I do? I don't think that's what I said. But no, that's the question I I would ask, though. Well, I'm answering as him. Okay. Uh, I don't think that's what I said. What's your name? Uh, My name is Leonard. Okay. Leonard Walcott. I, Leonard Walcott. All right. How, how did you pick your name? I, I didn't so pick. Many. I didn't pick well, my name. Pick my parents gave it to me. Yeah, I'm so Doctor Leonard Walcott. Okay, you're Dr. Leonard Walcott. And I, Jaquise, I don't think I could speak to the black experience. Okay. Because that's not what I specialize in. I'm not. A, if I was a doctor in the black experience, then maybe I would say yes. But I'm a doctor <laughs> in right. African American studies. Okay. Then now, I, do I know more about that than you? Then I would ask you, who was the first black man to appear on television? Uh. I don't know. I do. Who was it? Well, <laughs> I, Edgar Mopazir, do not. <laughs> I, Edgar Mopazir, do not, but Dr. Leonard Walcott does. And okay. I believe it was a character called Sleepy Something. Um, <laughs> I remember it from a James Baldwin documentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. That's a man to win an Emmy. I'm telling you, uh, um, yes. So I would say to this person then, if once you say, if I studied the black experience, yes, I do, then I would be like, all right, you're trash. Well, you'd say he was trash? What yeah. if the, he was literally a doctor in the black experience? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does He's that mean? He's a doctor. He has a doctorate in the black experience. Uh, if he has a doctorate in the, in the black experience, as long as he says he doesn't know more about being black than me. What if he... He could probably know more about the black experience than I could. Yeah, but he doesn't know more about being black than you. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, because I'm that's, living the black experience. But I think that's like kind of like this conversation that's happening now. And as more and more things are being allowed into this, you know, scholastic field, if I might say. Uh, mm. Like, for example, comedy, right? Mm. A lot of stand-up comedians are upset that their work is now being handled by critics, which is a very new phenomenon. That hasn't really happened before, right? We haven't had stand-up reviews, right? Like when Eddie Murphy released Raw... The New York Times didn't write a review about it. Right. Like, this is something that's new. Mm-hmm. And like they're just like, well, what do you know about this? Like, I do it on the streets. And they're like, yeah, well, I studied this in school. And can those two things equate to each other? Of course, being black, no. But what about with stand-up? What, and I think about this with film, right? 
How many yeah. film critics have actually made movies versus watched movies? And is that the same as directing a movie? And is it fair for a film critic to say, well, I don't like this when they've never done it? I'm asking a lot of questions. You pick yeah. which one you want to answer. For the film one, I'm, like with film critics, I don't know. Because film, film is something that you consume. Sure. So as a person, so as a critic, mm-hmm. you are consuming the art. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, like, you know more. You could know. You have the right to critique a film. Sure. As long as you don't tell a director. As long as a director comes in and says things like, this is my vision, and you'd be like, well, your vision is, I, I have a better vision than you. So you can't say, I, I can do it better. Yeah. But, but you, you can, can say it's trash. You can critique the actual piece of art. Mm. You can critique the actual piece of art. Okay. You can, but the I can do it like you're I can do it. I don't know. That's but a hard I think, question. But I think people take it as I can do it better when they read reviews, right? Especially when they talk yeah. about like stand up comedy reviews and someone that I again, I love this man. He he took my dream like a uh, uh, dream, I guess not dream job because I could still have that job, but I, in my head, in my dreams, I would have been the first African-American on Weekend Update. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Michael Che is someone who is very vocal about his disdain for comedy reviews, mm-hmm. uh, especially of stand-up. And I think it's because he feels exactly like those people are saying, I can do it better than you. And that's how yeah. he feels when he reads them. Yeah. And this well, is my assumption. I don't know if that's how he feels, but that's how it's coming. That's how it's coming across. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to do a review. I, I I do think doing a stand up review is different than a movie review. Why? Because a movie has much more involved in it than just one person's process. Sure. Versus, because you you. But you're only critiquing one person's process when you do a movie. And no, maybe at most four. You're critiquing. You're. I mean, you can be critiquing a lot. You're critiquing the direction of it, the, yeah. the 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 cinematography of it, the actors in it. But you're mostly critiquing the direction. Movie reviews. You move. Yeah, you're mostly critiquing the direction and the performances. Yes, those are the two things that are critiqued the most. But like I said, like film is something that you can critique, uh, that you can consume, and you can, there's okay. Mm-hmm. Here's why I think it's a little bit different. With the stand-up comic, you can read all the history on comedy and all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. But when it comes time to actually like finding your voice and being on stage and actually being a, 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 a comedian, that like that's something a critic probably couldn't do because that is something that you hone as mm-hmm. a fucking like talent to the point where you're being critiqued. Mm-hmm. But like film history and knowing how like a movie set works and you know how like all of that shit. Steven Spielberg can know just as much as a critic because like they have things that they can read and stuff like that as far as the actual <laughs> process of making a film. But then you can know but then all, it's but the you vision. can know about all that in a stand up, right? I know that you write a joke and you go to you do open mics and you do and all right. that stuff, right? Yeah. I don't know, Jaquise. I think that But then uh, I think uh, it's the process though. I think the process is different. For, I think you think of one as art and one as not. And not in a negative way, but No, like I think they're both art. But like so then if they're both what, art what 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 do you mean one is art? Cr- like critiquing film, like, and oh no no like film. Like you can be like, oh it's like it, like you think of it as art in a sense that you can go to a class and learn it. But I don't mm-hmm. think you think of it the same for stand up. I don't know. I mean a lot of people do go to classes to learn comedy. I mean comedy is slowly becoming an accepted degree. Yeah. So I think USC has one. Uh people, your alma mater has one now. Yeah. And then also the art of doing stand-up comedy takes failing at it. So, sure, so that is also as does class. Mo- as does movie making. True, but that's also class. Mm-hmm. That's a class. Like performing and open mics and all that shit. That's your comedy class. So then, do you think that comedy critics should have a background in doing it? I do. I think that's it's, not necessary for film necessarily. I don't think it's necessary for film mm. because. I mean, it's not necessary for anything, to be honest. But I would take 
somebody who probably has never made a film and listened to like Roger and e- Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert made movies. Did he in the sixties? They were very freaky. Okay. Well, I would take I would take a I would take a critic who first of all I hate critics, so I don't read like critiques of movies anyway. You're you hate critics, Jaquez? I don't read. You're probably like, one film. of the biggest film like not a film critic, but you often review things on Twitter. Wait, really? Yeah. The only time I review stuff on Twitter is when I say I like it. I've seen you review things you don't like. Like what? I'll go look. You continue look. your point. Go look. But I would I would take the I would listen to a film critic who has probably never made a film before I would listen to a stand up comedian critic who has never done stand up. Mm. Would you not? I mean, I I don't know. I don't know because I feel very strongly about film critics who don't make film. I feel okay. Fair and but for me, the most high is music. Like if I've made a music critic, I'm like, nigga, you can't even make fucking music. That makes me too. Like, yeah, I uh, agree with that. What's that guy's name? Anthony Defano or whatever that guy's name is. I haven't heard a piece of music he's ever fucking made. But his critiques of some of my favorite albums makes me so upset. I'm just like, nigga, can you even fucking make music? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you. I don't know. I don't even know if I agree with myself because I've never thought of this. It was something that came to my mind. I was reading an article on Vulture. Shout out to Vulture for picking up Split Cider and not like straight up destroying what it was, but actually elevating it and giving it more resources to do like these very long. That's what I liked about Split Cider. I'm a huge nerd for comedy and they would do like these long, long articles about topics that no one really gives a fuck about. Mm-hmm. And there was one yesterday from Jesse David Fox, I believe, uh, which was, does comedy even have to be funny anymore? Mm-hmm. And it was very long and I loved it. But it was talking about how comedy is starting to move more in an art space than it hasn't been before. And because of that, it should be allowed to be critiqued. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's what put it in my mind. Yeah, man, I guess I believe that. It can be. I mean, if film can be critiqued or if music can be critiqued, why can't comedy or stand-up comedy in general be critiqued mm-hmm. from the standpoint of I liked this or I didn't like it? Mm-hmm. I don't think Jaquise posts what you're saying he posts. I've scrolled through a lot, and the only thing I've seen him post is either a positive, like go see Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. and the only thing I've seen him critique is Trump. Pe- people. Trump. Trump voters. That's pretty much all I critique on Twitter. You have some funny ass tweets on here. If you don't uh, follow at Jaquise Neal, you probably should. Guys, follow me. Remember when we did that campaign to get me to a thousand? I thought it was two thousand. I think it was. No, it was a thousand. Just a thousand. Did you get to yeah. it? Oh, oh yeah. I'm way past it now. Get Jaquise to five thousand. He's at thirty-one sixty-eight as of today's recording. Get Jaquise to five thousand. Five thousand followers. I, I still want them five. check marks. Although I don't think Twitter is doing check. Twitter's marks. not going to do check marks for a minute. Yeah. They, they have. They gave him out too easily. Yeah, they gave him out too easily. But but yeah, man, I don't know. I uh, I don't know. It's, it's true that Jaquise only. But here's what's weird: is like now, not only is it that you only review movies positively, you only review things positively. <laughs> JetBlue is the best airline out there and cooler than Virgin Air ever was. I'm flying them any chance I get. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, my Twitter is a bastion <laughs> of positivity. Uh, I didn't say that because it's a lot of negativity on here. But your reviews of things <laughs> are very positive in a way that makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Almost as if you're being paid to write these reviews. Somebody, what? Somebody just tweeted something about me that is extremely inaccurate. What did they say? Was it the one that said Sophie's Loki funny? <laughs> that is also completely <laughs> inaccurate. I am not funny at all. No, somebody. So somebody did. It's a response to that tweet. Somebody re- responded back saying that I have awful taste in NBA teams, which is like sure. And then, and then somebody wrote, "You can't blame her. She's got lust blinding her." Not true. You get what? I have lust blinding me, and that's why I'm a Lakers fan. Mm. That is not true. You don't want to have relationships with Kobe Bryant? No. Well, that's good to know. Uh, I found a negative review, but it's not for a movie. What was it for? It's for LaGuardia Airport. LaGuardia oh, is the worst airport. I've never had a flight leave here. From, leave from here less than 45 minutes late when aliens attack. I hope they wipe, wipe this some bitch off the face of the earth. <laughs> also, this is my view out my window stuck on the tarmac. And it was a Trump plane. That's the only negative review you can find. And like, I love it. Hey, 
LaGuardia is the fucking worst. I hate that place. If there's any place who flies LaGuardia who says it's not the worst airport, uh, you are a liar. Mm. So funny. You are a fucking liar. Who is this calling me? I hate when numbers call me from my hometown. It's always a... Uh, and that uh, has the same digits as my phone. Yeah, it's a scam. Yeah, it's a scam. Scam. Yeah. All right. Well... Okay, I guess we we that that's a good answer, Jakees. I I don't know. I I I see both sides. I see what you're saying, and I guess again, yeah. I don't know. It's a conversation that's still in progress. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's not in progress. What? The rest of the show. Wow. Because I think it's time to say good night and goodbye. Unless there's something you want to talk about, Edgar. No, not at all. I just think it's interesting that uh. We do this podcast now uh, the way that 50-year-olds have sex, which is until we're tired. <laughs> we had we had an hour, 40-plus minute recording. Yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah, that was a good day. For Wednesdays. We ate good. We, we ran. Ate good, man. <laughs> we ran. I took a nap right before I came yeah, here. Yeah, so we could go great. a little longer than we expected, but today I think, you know. It's time to, it's time to go. We're getting kind of sleepy. Yeah. We're both not interested in it. Matlock's on the TV. Matlock is on. Yo, listen, man. Andy Griffin. Maybe watch Matlock instead. Matlock was that shit. So if you're just mad that this metaphor works perfectly. It Matt does, Lack. but I also that think that Jaquise is secretly 60. Oh, definitely. Uh, Jaquise has mean, that vibe of like a man who's been hiding his age. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he's still playing teenagers. Yeah. But I you're wish. actually 60. I think that's a myth. Jaquise is 60. Let's put that myth out there. If I Jaquise was 60. Jaquise is actually 60. If the thought of me being 60 just made my body feel so much better. So I'm like, if this is how my body feels at 60, I'll take that. Really? But at 32, I wouldn't. shit sucks. I wouldn't. No shade. I want to be lean as fuck at 60. Like, I want to no, be. I mean, feel, not look. I know, but I mean, I want to be like, there's this old ass nigga at the church that I went to. This man was so lean and wore the same, like, velvet suit every Saturday. And I was like, this is the nigga I want to be when I'm old. Just lean and. And in a velvet suit. You can be hot. Be hot in church. I it's can okay. see it. Bless it. Blessings. Blessings I think Jakees is 60 years old. I agree. Uh, if I am, guys, I look great for my age. That's what I'm saying. I think you're 60 years old. I well, didn't say that. I just said that. I think. Quick, what year were you born, Edgar? Me? Yeah. 1991. Say quick, but slow. You know who did Edgar that to me one time? Real... Do you know who did that to me one time? A bouncer, and I was so upset because I was like, I wasn't even thinking when you asked me that question, so I had to think. Yeah. Did he not let you in? No. Did you not have an ID? I could. I left my ID at home that day, and I was just like, he was like, "Quick, what year were you born?" And no, he said, "Quick, what year did you graduate high school?" And I was like, "Uh, 2000, 2009? And he was like, "Nah, bro, too slow." <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and then I, he was just like, "Watch me do it, 2002." And I was like, "You were thinking of it, dude. <laughs> Watch me do it." <laughs> like, man, you ain't trying to get in this club. <laughs> yeah, you're outside of it. Damn. Watch me do it. That's funny. Uh, hey guys, November 29th, mm-hmm. Thursday, week mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Chicago Podcast Festival. Mm-hmm. Culture Kings is there. And 9 p.m. I just Tickets are on sale right now. Can we be clear? There's some people out there being like, am I going to miss my Thanksgiving festivities to go to this podcast festival? Mm. It's not Thanksgiving Day. It's the week after. I would never, ever let that happen. It's that would, my favorite fucking holiday. Yeah, that would be insane. Why would we do a show on Thanksgiving? I mean, that would be perfect for you, actually. Why? Oh, because I'll already be at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually. You know what? Let's do this on Thanksgiving. No, I just, <laughs> I literally just explained to you it was my favorite fucking holiday. Uh, get your tickets now. Tickets now. The link is going to go up as soon as this episode comes out. Or at some point when this episode comes out, the same day, the link will go up. Chicago Podcast Festival. Tickets are on sale right now at chicagopodcastfestival.org. O-R-G, chicagopodcastfestival.org. And uh, when you come, wear some merch. Oh, please wear some merch because my deal is still standing. Mm, what's that deal? If you buy merch uh, this week. This week. And listen, I'm looking at these tags, okay? Some of y'all tried to play me. One person snuck in. One person snuck in and got a poem. They proved to me that they actually bought it. 
on Labor Day or before Labor Day. So I, I gave him that poem. But if you can prove that you bought to me, if you can prove to me that you bought merch, I will voice record myself in this lovely deep voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reading any words of your choice, so as long as they are not offensive in any way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and don't make Jaquise look good. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Uh, tpublic.com slash culture kings is where you can get the merch. Mm-hmm. Also, we just dropped a link earlier this week. If you got some design ideas, you want to see something, go hit that link up. It's on our Twitter, guys. We'll hit pin it to the top. So you up. can send us some ideas. Uh, 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 uh. And hit if we choose your idea, up. we're going to get you a free shirt, y'all. <laughs> Damn. Free shit. We out here giving free shit. What's that other thing you said you would do if they donate it to... Oh, yes, yes, yes. And this is for the Chicago Podcast Festival. Mm-hmm. If you donate to the organization 826LA, which is a very dope organization here that is helping underprivileged kids learn about writing, all kinds of writing, whether it be like you know essay writing or screenwriting or whatever it is in the creative arts form. The person who gets the biggest donation to A26LA, who gives the biggest donation to A26LA, I will buy a white shirt, mm-hmm. and you can put whatever you want on that white shirt, mm-hmm. and I will wear it for the Chicago Podcast Festival. Now, are you going to send the shirt to them, and then they send it back, they or are they just going to tell, tell you? What, they will tell me what they want me to get on that shirt. And can you get it in like your own design? Like no, if it's a quote, pick, if listen, it's a quote, are you just gonna write it with a sharpie, or are you gonna no, like go no, through? No, I'm gonna and... go to a screen printing place, okay, and okay. I'm gonna get it printed on. You can pick the design. Listen, if you want to be trash and make it Comic Sans, you could be trash and make it Comic Sans. Just make sure that them pockets is deep, my dude mm-hmm. or lady. There's some ladies out here with deep pockets these days, and you know who taught me that? <laughs> Feminist scholar Jaquez Neal. Listen, I'm out here. I'm out here teaching everybody <laughs> the things they need to know, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like. Hit us up at Culture Kings Pod on Twitter. <laughs> like our shit on Facebook. Tell a friend. Get us some uh, more listeners, guys. Tell your friend to listen to your Culture Kings. Be a part of the Culture Kingdom. Review us on Apple Podcast or Castbox or do they do reviews on Spotify? No reviews on Spotify? Maybe they do, but also know that if you review us, according to Jaquise's rules, you've had to have had a podcast before. (laughs) (laughs) No. See, I put you in the film side. You don't have to have ever had anything to do with the podcast. You can leave us a review. I got a deep cut, unless you have one. Hit us with that deep cut. I first heard this song in the movie called She's Out of My League. Mm-hmm. They played it at the end. I've loved it ever since. It's from a guy named James Morrison. This is the surprising deep cut of the week from his 2006 album, Undiscovered. And it is called Undiscovered. Good song. We like you. We love you. We will be back next week. Bye-bye. I look at you. You bite your tongue. You don't know why. You think that I wanna run and hide I keep it all locked up inside I just want you to find me I'm not lost, I'm not lost Just undiscovered And when we're alone We're all the same as each other
my heart.